There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast. We host Jim and Chuck. And Chuck, this is part two of the state of DC. And spoiler alert, I think that this one's going to be a lot more optimistic than the part one. Yeah. <laughs> As everyone knows, or hopefully everyone knows, that um, DC fandom uh, happened about four days ago. And Chuck and I, uh, despite COVID and despite quarantines, joined forces, hung out for a little bit, caught some panels, and uh, we took some notes, and we're going to talk about it, but we're going to do a full DC episode for a second time in, second, in two weeks, and we're going to go over every single panel from uh, night one, and uh, I have a DC pick of the week for my comic, because it wouldn't be Wednesday yeah. without new comic week, and uh, yeah, man, we're going we're gonna to talk comics, video games, TV, Movies, we're covering it all, but let's go straight to the the first thing, comics, which is the pick of the week. And um, this is a comic that you and I have been talking about for quite some time. I think it was announced last year about this time, and it was kind of postponed, and it was postponed again because of COVID. It was supposed to come out in July, and then it came out. It's coming out this Wednesday and today, and it's uh, Three Jokers. Yeah. Uh, that's part of the DC Black Label. It's going to be a six ninety nine. Uh, cover price, but it's got about 85,000 variants. Uh, <laughs> there's one with the original Red Hood. There's one with Killing Joke. There's one with, um, I think there's like a Jack Nicholson variant. There's a, a ton of Joker variants on there. I think there's a Batman one as well. Uh, but let's let's talk about the, the three Jokers. And 30 years after Batman the Killing Joke changed comics forever, three Jokers reexamines the myth of who or what the Joker is and what is at the heart of his eternal battle with Batman. New York Times best-selling writer Jeff Johns and Jason Fabic, the writer-slash-artist team that waged the dark side war in the pages of the Justice League, reunite to tell the ultimate story of the Batman and the Joker. After years of anticipation, starting in the DC Universe Rebirth number 1, the epic miniseries you've been waiting for is here. Find out why there's why there are three jokers and what that means for the dark knight and the clown prince of crime it's a mystery unlike any batman has ever faced and i will say um if you go to dccomics.com if you want to see the first five page preview you can check that out the artwork is clean the story looks cool uh my bank account's gonna hate me because i want all these variants (laughs) like i could do like like bathroom tiles like a spl- uh like a splash bag or what's backsplash in like in my kitchen of just joker covers because of how many they're doing but this is a cop for you right you're definitely picking this up i i have it already uh i believe i have liz over at crossroads already holding it for me so well i will make sure just in case she doesn't have it on hold that you get one um also we have some news that i want to talk about two animated movies uh hit the the uh, circuit with uh, DC Comics, and they're adapting the Long Halloween into two animated Ooh. movies, uh, which spells a little different storyline for the Batman, which we'll talk about. And they're also doing Justice Society War Part Two, uh, so a lot of just JSA stuff uh, being announced, comics and animated stuff, given the Black Adam reveal, and um, the new Long Halloween Batman story, which which is going to be awesome, two parter. Uh, really can flesh out a really crazy story. But, Chuck, let's go straight to DC Fandom. Uh, in active geek fashion, we did a preview of DC Fandom. And within 12 hours of our episode posting, they canceled day two and rescheduled it to September 12th. So a lot of the stuff that we talked about 
really didn't happen. There was no Terry Crews. There was no Henry Winkler. There was none of the people that we were hoping to see, which means to me that neither one of them are going to join the DCEU movie family unless it's that untitled movie. So all that stuff like Lucifer and Pennyworth and all the TV shows, all the comics, everything is going to be September 12th, which means we're going to have another one of these episodes in September. But I want to talk about DC Fandom as a whole, and then we'll go break it into segments. We sat together for about four and a half hours of this fandom, and despite the the lags on the Amazon Fire Stick, we were able to get everything on the PlayStation. What did you think of the event in itself? I was actually impressed with it. Um, I thought it was going to be a shit show, uh, partially because nothing has ever been done like this before. There, you know, cons are doing virtual cons, but this is this is unprecedented. You know, this was a one. It wasn't live. A lot of the the con stuff um, is more like a Zoom call with uh, actors and stuff like that. This was more. It's 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 was taped, um, and it was kind of set in a world. You know, a world that Jim Lee created, and um, it it had different um, nation hosts. That that was yep. something different. Uh, yeah, it was for sure. Um, but overall, I was really impressed. I think the content was really great. I think the the overall it flowed really well. Like it just yeah. it just was like one stop. I mean, I watched every panel except one, and that was because it was my drive home. Yeah, that was the um, the blurred and bougie one. Yeah, which 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 I will say. Um, not a lot of news being dropped in that one, but the impact on um, African-American characters in today's media and living out their dreams as comic book characters on shows and movies, uh, that was actually a really underrated panel. Uh, we got to see a little bit of Javicia Leslie, who's playing Batwoman. Uh, we got to see Iris, Cand- Candace Patton. Uh, it was, um, I think Megan Good was there, and so was um, Anissa from Black Lightning. It was a, a very good panel. Um but no news, unfortunately. I was really hoping for some some killer news to come out of that. Yeah, I mean, it it was that, and then it replayed again. But it was at like twelve o'clock at night, one yeah. o'clock at night, and I was I was already in bed. Um, but overall, I I I, th- I thought it was good. I I was impressed with the panels. Um, some I liked better than others, but generally, I. I think they put a good content together. Yeah, given, like you said, given the the event in this scale, a global free event, uh, there were definitely uh, hiccups that you were preparing for, some bugs, some lag issues, stuff like that. Um, we hit a little bump in the road with the fire stick. Like I said, uh, we lost half of the Wonder Woman panel in the beginning and then immediately went to our cell phones and then brought it up on the ps4 and then after that there were no hiccups so i don't think that's dc's end i think that was the fire stick and that's that's for our anti-amazon episode but when it comes to the the stuff the 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 event in whole i thought it was great uh i walked out of this event at what 10 o'clock at night feeling 100 percent restored not restored, but my faith was 100% restored in the DCEU and DC content. Um, 
And that's just in the the movie scape, I guess, because that's all they really talked about, movies and TV, uh, a couple TV shows. But I felt renewed. I, I was very happy. I was optimistic. I saw some great content. I saw some great artwork. Um, and the thing that we're – I know we're going to talk about this, but um, Walter Hamada. Yeah. You and I spoke about this in uh, in private, but we need to see more of him because the panel with him, Jim Lee, and Greg Berlanti really shed some light on the plans of the future, and it really was like it was damage control because there was a lot of negativity coming out for DC prior to this event. Uh, that you know, go back to episode one, and you can figure that out. But when Walter Hamada came up there, he said, "Listen, we're going to coexist, and it's going to be a multiverse." But we're going to coexist by not coexisting. It was weird. It was like that whole shared universe is happening. But if you want a character, you get the character. We're going to put it in the movies. It's not going to be what you and I talked about before where Deathstroke can't be in Arrow because he's Joe Manganiello in Justice League and Deadshots in Suicide Squad. He can't be Michael Rowe on Arrow, a lot of stuff like that. So we're going to see a lot of – not crossover in terms of the same character going to the same actor going to the movies from TV, but the characters are going to intermingle, I guess is the best yeah. thing to say. Um, I need more of Walter Hamada coming out and kind of writing the ship because we see that Kevin Feige is such a vocal upfront person during D23 and San Diego Comic-Con and on the red carpets. I didn't, I knew Walter Hamada. I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't know how vocal he was. I didn't know if he was old, if he was young. And he came out and he was like, yeah, this is I got my quarantine haircut, but I'm going to give you everything that we got. Um, walking out of this event, what? how were your feelings? Um, relieved, uh, if, if I can sum it up in one word. Um, the things that I was worried about, I put me at ease. Um, the Snyder Cut... The Batman, and we'll talk about that for yep. sure. Um, but I was, and I was content. Like there, were, we'll talk about it as we go in each individual one. There was a little. I would. There were certain things that I wanted, and we didn't get. But overall, like I was happy. I was happy with the content. That, I mean, and they did. They released a lot. Like it yeah, wasn't ton of stuff. It wasn't just like eh. Here's one trailer. Like it was, it was, it was a big deal, and I, you know, coming out of it, I was fully happy um, with the end result. Yeah, I mean, they released a, like you said, a ton of content, and what we wanted from said properties, we got, and they made it count. And everything that they said, they said, listen. Besides that, Wonder Woman plays the werewolf game. Everything else, like. We got news, and the only comic news that we got was impactful. It was huge. Uh, Milestone Comics is coming back. Yeah. Um, and Milestone Comics hasn't been around for, for what seems like forever. Um, and for those playing along at home who may not know what Milestone's com- uh, Milestone Comics is, is Milestone Comics uh, were published and distributed by DC Comics, and the Static Shock cartoon series kind of spiraled out of that. It was founded in 1993 by a coalition of African-American artists and writers consisting of Dwayne McDuffie, Dennis Cowan, Michael Davis, and Derek T. Dingle. And the founders believed that minorities were uh, severely underrepresented in American comics and wished to address this. And they surely did. They created their own characters, uh, some of which hardware, icon, static, which 
then turns into Static Shock, uh, Cobalt, Zombie. These are some of these characters that were under Milestone Comics. So what were your thoughts about the news that Milestone's coming back in February of 2021? Well, I thought it was smart. Like, it seems like they rebranded it and they're now called Milestone Media. So yes. now they can focus on TV and comics and stuff like that. To me, that's smart. Um, I thought it was a very fun panel. Uh, it, you know what? It reminded me of me and you, the, the two guys who had just fan of comics nerds that made something out of it. And they, they were just having fun. And you know, the, the panel was mediated by, um, Mark Bernardin. Yeah. Who is, uh, does the podcast, uh, what, fat man, right? He does Fat Man on Batman. Yeah. He wrote the uh, the Losers movie. He did uh, Treadstone. He's a uh, Battlestar Galactica. He hosts the podcast with Trisha Helfer and uh, Katie Sackhoff too. Yeah, and he he was good. And then um, you know Jim Lee was in there, and I I think he was in there just as the DC head. You know, kind of be like yeah, he's the boss. He's and, the publisher. He you know they're absorbing Milestone Media. And then they had Phil Lamar, and for a while I was like. Philomar just sitting there. He's just talking, hanging out. Um, but, you know, he was in there because of Static Shock. Uh, he was the voice um, back in the early 2000s. But I I, I, I liked the panel. Um, it was what I liked about it. Like I said, it was just guys shooting the shit. Yeah. And it was, you know, it wasn't serious. It was very light. They were telling some good stories about how they formed Milestone Media in San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. And they were like, we're not businessmen. And um, I, I like that. I, I liked, you know, how they were telling stories about how it all started. But um, I thought it was cool. You know, some of the comic characters that I wasn't really familiar with. But uh, obviously Static Shock. Is yeah, so- I think that the big two to come out of there that are recognizable are Icon and Static. Yeah. Which, I mean, I mean, th- it... For us, it, it was around from like 93 to 01. Um, it wasn't in the prime comic book reading age, uh, self-admittedly for both of us. But this is, this is a, it has me optimistic, but cautiously optimistic, because I hope that this isn't just a one-shot thing. Um, it's coming out February 20, uh, 2021. I hope that continues. I hope we get a regular series announcement for these characters. And um, there are a few characters that I'm excited to, uh, to see come back. Definitely hardware, which is one of the mo- more notable ones. It's it's essentially like Iron Man, but there's so much more to it. It went 50 issues in the early 90s and uh, mid-90s. The Blood Syndicate is like a ruthless group of uh, characters which just go out there and race hell and try to make the world right. Uh, I like those. Static, of course, and Icon are some of the ones that I'm really looking forward to. So what about you? Who, who are you looking forward to coming back? Uh, Static Shock, definitely. Um I think I think he's a really cool character, and you know they announced that they are actively trying to get a movie out of it. Yeah, um, which is which is pretty big news. And uh, the climate of the world today, I think it's needed. A young yeah, I mean, Static Shock is a underrated, super yeah. popular character. I'm super surprised that he hasn't showed up in the CW at some point. I mean he he's been in the what Young Justice. Yeah, for like a cup of coffee. Yeah. And I mean a few episodes, but in the episodes he's in, he's he's pretty cool. Um, he's awesome. He, I could see him in Titans. 
Yeah, but you know what? I don't want to see him in Titans. I want to see him get his own movie, get his due. Oh, no, 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 definitely. Um, I mean, it could happen both because... Yeah. We know. Know how, we know how DC works. They yeah. just said it. Everybody's going to co-mingle. Um, but, uh, and Icon, I, I've heard of him. I'm not too familiar with him, but looking him up, he seemed really cool. And they, they were um, his sidekick, Rocket. So yeah. they just kept saying, I kind of rock it, I kind of rock it. So they're really pushing that pretty hard. I think that'd be pretty cool. But definitely Static yeah, He's Shock. like, yeah, Icon's their traditional superhero. Yeah. Icon and Rocket. They're, that's their Batman and Robin. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, the Shadow Cabinet is also a pretty group, uh, cool group. And also they have a group called Heroes. Uh, it's just a super team called Heroes. And, you know, that self-explanatory. They're yeah. absolutely heroes. The Another thing that I'm looking forward to is new characters. Um, they've had since 2000s, like the early 2000s, to work on new material and work on new characters and evolve these characters that were kind of were really underrepresented. So to see the future of Milestone Comics slash Milestone Media uh, really had me really excited because uh, I'm a consumer of new material to myself and new characters, and most of these are new characters to me, so I can't wait to pick them up in February. Uh, which brings us to something that you alluded to, the Static Shock movie news. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of got, like, whispered during the, the panel. It was like, yeah, we're working on a movie. And then then the panel ended. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Um, like we do here, we fan cast as much as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of thinking we have the same person to play Static Shock. I uh, know who we'll you see. picked, but you didn't – it's not the same. Who'd you pick? I picked Miles Brown. Okay, where's Miles Brown from? Blackish. He's the okay. he's a twin. He's fifteen years old. He's right in the right age bracket. You picked the kid from Stranger Things. Of course, I knew um, it. I knew it. I I bounced between two people. Um, I bounced between Caleb McLaughlin, who is uber popular with Stranger Things, so he would be a cash cow to get as a lead as Miles Morales. And I also picked Shamik Moore, who's a little bit older. He played Miles Morales. Um, Static Shock, not Miles Morales. Um, I also picked Shamik Moore, who did play Miles Morales, but he's in his like mid twenties. Yeah. Uh, so it depends on where they want to go with Static Shock, but um, I wouldn't be mad at either any of the three. Um, but I think if push comes to shove, knowing how Warner Brothers works, and I'm assuming that this is under the Warner Brothers ba- banner, they're probably going to go with uh, Caleb McLaughlin because he's a bigger name. Yeah. Of the three, he's more recognizable. Oh, definitely. I wouldn't be mad. Uh, I'm very excited. So uh, we'll do more about uh, Milestone Comics in February when they do the launch. We'll uh, review some of their stuff. So let's go into the video games. We got two video game announcements, uh, one early in the panel and one later in the day. Uh, And we're going to cover them both uh, because, you know, keep them in together. The first one was Gotham Knights. And um, this really just came at we knew a batman game was coming yeah we didn't know what it was going to be uh i had hoped for quarter of the owls you had hoped for some stuff and uh, i think we got both of what we were looking for they released a ton of concept art ton of gameplay from their their beta and uh gotham knights kind of revolves around the death of bruce wayne and when that happened you and i both were like oh wait it's last night on earth like that's yeah. there's a explosion you know it would that would have been really cool but um I, I think that's a little too too much too out there for a video game at this point right now uh but we get introduced to a recording of bruce wayne dying and it says you guys are the gotham knights and it's batwoman or batgirl dick grayson nightwing red hood and damian wayne robin that you can play interchangeably i think you can play them um 
you can switch without whoever you want to switch like during the gameplay it's like the old marvel uh, yeah. alliance where you could just jump between characters uh what do you think of the concept art what do you think of or the concept of gotham knights the gameplay and uh are you getting this i i like the concept that batman's out of the equation you, yeah um do i think he's dead no no batman's never no, dead i don't think he's dead um but I, I I like the idea of a Batman game not with Batman. Yes. Um. Because we don't really have that. We have never really had that. And you know it it kind of gives these characters a way to shine. And you know I I think having Batgirl on there is awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. But then um, so but the four characters like it just it, it blew me away. And you know we saw the footage and it's like. This is amazing, and the trailer was long. Yeah, it was like seventeen minutes. Yeah. Well, no, and then they did the gameplay, and that was like ten minutes. Yes. Yeah. But but the trailer itself, you know, like you said, we see the the Bruce Wayne, and you know we see a progression, and we see one of the big bads is Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze. And then it cuts out. And then that's where my pants came off because yeah. I was so excited; it blew my pants off my body. Yeah, uh, with the quarter of the owls reveal, I think I fell out of my chair. It was it was kind of awkward because you were pantless, sitting ten feet away from me. Um, yeah. But it was uh, th- as soon as you said we our mouths dropped, we, you know, we were speechless because yeah, holy shit, quarter of the owls, and then to see Talon, and that the version of Talon is really creepy. Like he was kind of like. Like looking into the camera, and it was—he was—he had very snake-like motion. Yeah, I love that you forgot that we were an audio podcast for a second, and you just did the motion with nothing coming out of your mouth. You just—I'm the sneaking <laughs> snake. He—he he looked. He had a. It, you say snake, I say owl, because the the neck is—you yeah. know—he can do everything with his neck. So he did—he did have a very snake-like owl movement. Yeah. Um. So that was awesome, and then and then we got the gameplay, and uh, it was a wintry Gotham, uh, obviously because of Mister Freeze, and then they battled it, and it was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, because a lot of times when you see uh, trailers, it's the cutscenes and the movies, the the mini movies between the actual gameplay, but this time they actually showed actual gameplay, and it was. It was phenomenal. It was yeah, like game's I was done. I was really blown away by it. Um, to your question, I am getting it. I already told my wife that we're gonna have to get a PS5. Um, well, I think this one's a PS4. This one? Well, I know Suicide Squad is not. Well, you got two years to wait for Suicide Squad. That's 2022. Okay. So you can get this, or I can get it, and you can just come over and play. <laughs> And we'll, we'll split it like custody. Or we can get it and play separately together. Yes. It's always good to play with others. Yes. So this is this is a pickup for you. Oh, uh, 100%. Uh, it, and we, we got to say it's done by Montreal Games. Um, yeah, WB Montreal. Yeah, which um, they did a fantastic job. And the, the panel was cool because we had uh, Zachary Levi. He was kind of like the mediator. And it was kind of cool. They said they were in the, um, the Watchtower. Not the Watchtower. Um, they were in the Batcave. Yeah. So it, that was really cool. Um, 
but I, I, I enjoyed every second of that panel. For sure. Yeah, I mean, me too. That was a, that was one that really I was looking forward to. I wanted the announcement. I wanted the gameplay. Uh, once they introduced Red Hood as a playable character, they had me hooked. Um, and then they introduced the Court of the Owls, and they had my money. So it's definitely a cop for me. I'm going to pick this up for sure. It's probably going to be the last PS4 game that I buy before I uh, lease a new car, a.k.a. the PS5, <laughs> um, and get that because um, – the next game we'll talk about in a second is is PS5 and beyond, like Xbox X series and uh, PC uh, exclusive. But um, the last thing I want to say, do you think, and th- hear me out for this one, there's five members of the Bat family, and we are, there's four Robins, and we saw three of them. So are we led to believe that Tim Drake is, one, dead, playing the character of Savant, or three, the villain? as Talon because Nightwing becomes Talon at one point in the comics so could that story be reversed and uh, Tim Drake be playing Talon Uh, maybe what about Tim we're going to move on from what about Barb it's what about Tim Uh, Red Robin is a dope character that gets zero playtime yeah. You don't get to talk about Red Robin. You kind of forget about him. So what about Tim? Yeah, I mean, or Tim's just gone. Tim's gone. No one cares about Tim. He's just hanging out with that. He's rubbing, like, lidocaine on Alfred's feet because <laughs> Alfred's been working hard. All right, let's go to Suicide Squad slash Kill the Justice League. Um, big game. We knew about this because we talked about the poster. Uh, John Cena, Superman. It looks just like him. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of references in WWE to this game. So there's John Cena looking like Superman. And at first, when I heard uh, King Shark talk, I thought that it was Batista. <laughs> it sounds just like Batista. But it's Samoa Joe and also a WWE wrestler. That's uh, who's... Really? I couldn't find a cast list. Yeah, he announced it on, I think, on Raw last night. But um, what I'm going to say about this game is... I think the story is cool. It looks like Brainiac has kind of invaded Metropolis and send out all the Brainiac, essentially the parademons, and the Suicide Squad are going out there and crushing these these controlled Brainiac robots. And they're they're talking and they're going, you know, what's the problem? Who are we here to task uh, to kill? And Superman shows up, and there's some banter between Harley, uh, a drunk, I'm thinking, Boomerang. Yeah. A super jacked Michael Jai White version of Deadshot and a very awesome looking King Shark. And then Superman comes up and they're like, oh, that's who we have to kill. So I like this. I like the concept. I also like that it's a free forming game that you can switch between characters mid game without pausing or exiting out. Uh, if you get this and I get this and I've been playing for hours and you log in, you're right with me. Yeah. You join the multiplayer game, co op game with me. Um, this is a pickup, but I will say that PS5 price point is extremely high, uh, and I might have to wait until you know I get a house and a new job to to get said PS5. But I'm glad that it comes out in 2022. Uh, thoughts on Suicide Squad killed the Justice League? Um, first off, I like that it's a villain video game. Um, where I mean they're. You know the way the Suicide Squads are, they're more like anti-heroes. But yeah, I I like that it's 
a, a game centered on not Batman, not Superman, not Robin. You know, you get these villains. Um, I'm hoping would be really cool is yes, we get these four, but hopefully we see more Suicide Squad members as the game progresses. Like some downloadable content? Yeah. Um, That'd be dope. Or maybe not just how you run into somebody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, I, I, I thought the trailer was awesome. I thought that, you know, they had no idea who they were set to kill and saw Superman and, you know, like, get out of here. And then Superman kills one of the Brainiac demons. Yeah. Um, he eviscerates them. And then they show the close-up of John Cena. Um, yeah. It wasn't just me, right? It looked exactly. No, no. It, uh, I was at dinner with Tom in Philadelphia, and uh, I showed him that picture. I'm like, John Cena's playing Superman? He's like, oh, John Cena. Double John Cena on uh, – and it, both Suicide Squad panels. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm assuming it's probably accidental, but it, it looks yeah. just like him. But um, – I thought it was amazing. Like I took some screenshots and sent it to you, and then I showed my wife, and I was like, "This is a video game." Yeah. And she was like, "It looks real." And yeah. Yeah, those graphics are unbelievable. Yeah. And um, like I, the one I sent you of Harley Quinn, like a close up of her face, like it looks like an actual actress. Um. A, Sounds like Tara Strong. I was thinking that, but I still like haven't this- found a a cast list i'll dm her and see if uh, if it's her um, we're on speaking terms cool um yeah. but it, it it looks amazing the footage of them fighting look great um it, it's 100 percent a cop when i don't know um right. you know because with the P- ps5 i mean I yeah just, i mean listen i wish that these game systems would go back to the ways of Nintendo where they made two-player games that weren't Mortal Kombat's and that friends could play together at the same house. Yeah. They don't do that anymore. Uh, and I know, like, listen, I'm, it may, might sound like, you know, first-world problems, but, you know, my wife wants to get into video games sometimes and you don't, all we got is Dr. Robotnik. Like, we're not playing that. We're not playing Sega Classics. <laughs> it's just stuff, you know, go back to the old way. It wasn't broken. I don't know. I don't know. Let You ready to go to TV? Sure. All right. We're going to breeze through these first two because uh, not a lot happened. No. Uh, the Flash TV show got a uh, a panel. Yeah. Why it got bumped up into this main movie panel blew my mind uh, because they really didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast kind of seemed disinterested in the panel. They didn't reveal anything. Their season was cut short because of COVID. Um as far as thoughts of last season, I hated it. I was not a fan of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm usually a fan of the Mirrorverse and um, Mirror Master. I didn't like this version of Mirror Master. I didn't like this season at all. Um, hopes for next season is I hope we get out of the Mirrorverse like immediately. And I hope Godspeed comes in and it goes back. Like, I never thought I would say this, but I hope that the villain in season six, seven is another speedster. Yeah. <laughs> So what'd you make of this panel? Um, it was there. Like I, I watched it. I, I wasn't super interested. Like you said, they just didn't seem, they seemed like it was almost forced. Yeah. Like they were there, yeah. like, every, you know, the Suicide Squad panel and, 
you know, um, the Wonder Woman panel, like, they looked like they were having fun. Yep. To where the Flash was just kind of like, eh, we're yeah, we're here. This was like a bathroom break for me. Like, this was 20 minutes that I really didn't watch. I didn't really care much and, about this panel. you know, and the Flash at one point was my favorite TV show. And now it has fallen pretty far back in my DVR because it's like, I, I I agree with you. I did not like last season. It's, it's almost not like a flash show anymore. It's Iris and friends. Yeah. And start featuring the flash. Yeah. And that's fine, but give them their own show. Don't, but no, no, like I, I get what you're saying. Like, but I just, like, don't hijack a Flash TV show and make your secondary characters more important than your your yeah. star. Um, to me, that doesn't make any sense. But, so they, they showed the footage and showed a lot of Mirrorverse. And... Yeah. I, yeah. I could care less, honestly. Um, I think this show has two seasons, at best, left in it, in the chamber. I might be generous. I think Superman's going to be the focal point. I think Superman and Lois is going to move into that time slot because I think Grant Gustin's contract is up soon. And, you know, they're, they're, these are these young actors that may not want to be bogged down on a 20, uh, like a 10, 15 season show. Yeah. I mean, like last year, my favorite CW show was Supergirl. Oh, I thought it was Legends. <laughs> I know. Flash was a step above Legends. Yeah, it, it's that's a shame to say that the Flash is the second worst show when it went from King to Pauper real quick. Yeah. Uh, um, you want to go to you want to go to a Netflix show real quick? Netflix. Yeah, The Sandman. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of lot of discussions and a lot of uh, patting on the back to Neil Gaiman from everybody who was involved in the panel. Uh, what we got out of this panel was that the series is still a go. At yep. Netflix, uh, no casting. The series is going to start in the 1916s, and then it's going to jump into present day. Characters may be reimagined, uh, gender swapped. Uh, I'm okay with this. I'm a big fan of the Sandman. Um, I know we don't we didn't get a lot about it. I know that you're on the fence with the weirdness of the Sandman. If you think Doom Patrol is weird, this is uh, Doom Patrol on LSD. So, um, are you going to watch this? Are you going to tune into the series? Oh yeah. Oh cool. Yeah. Um, I am looking forward to it. The question we talked about is Lucifer plays a big part in this. Yes. And since it is Netflix, will Tom Ellis just come over? Or will it just be a completely separate Lucifer? They didn't really They could go the route. Yeah, they could go the route. Michael Sheen, who played Lucifer in the audio drama. Yeah. Or they could go the route that you and I want, Tom Ellis. They were heavily... Um, pat in the back, uh, as you were saying, of Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Yeah, my, Mount Rushmore of Michaels. Yeah. Um, they, of Sheens. Because, you know, they were mainly they were talking about the audiobook. And they had Neil Gaiman and Michael Sheen on there. And, you know, they were saying how Michael Sheen is uh, one of the greatest actors of our generation. He's a good actor. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I. It's a far stretch to say he's one of the greatest actors of our generation, but yeah. he is a very, very good actor. Um, but if he's in Lucifer, or as Lucifer, or in the show, it would be really cool. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at it. Um, no. You talked you talked about how they were talking about the audiobook. I had talked about it, I think, on Galaxy Wars, but I highly recommend that. I did the 11-hour uh, audio drama, and it was fantastic. Cat Dennings for death, 100%. Uh, they literally could take that entire cast and bring them onto the show, and I would be satisfied. Uh, but I would like to see Tom Ellis as as Lucifer for sure. And um, Sandman, Lock and Key coming from IDW Comics. Yeah. Uh, nice little crossover. And Dirk Maggs uh, won the, the panel with his amazing hair and mustache combo. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he came on and we we're like, oh, who is this guy? And yeah, uh, yeah he, won. he won. He won hair of the day. He did. So let's go to, um, I think this was the big win for TV, this next panel, and that oh, was yeah. Titans. Um, we got some flashbacks on fan-favorite episodes. Some of them were mine. Some of them were probably yours as well. Uh, but what we got is that Season 3 is coming. Yes. Um, it's coming to HBO Max exclusively. That was the last show to make its way over. Yeah. Um, and what we got is we got three characters that are going to be popping up. And what Titans does, and I know a lot of people aren't caught up on Titans or may never have seen Titans, but what Titans does is takes fan-favorite characters and does them justice. Um, I think yeah. they've done every single character justice. And I'm not going to spoil it because it's HBO Max and a lot a lot more people a la Comcast are going to be able to see Titans 1 through 2, seasons 1 through 2. But the three characters that are showing up, are going to be Red Hood, played by Kieran Waters, yeah. who is already Jason Todd in, in season one, uh, season two. Scarecrow, Dr. Jonathan Crane, which is awesome, classic Batman villain, and Barbara Gordon, not Batwoman, not Batgirl, and not Oracle yet, just Barbara Gordon. Well, they said Commissioner Barbara Gordon. Oh, so this is like Batman, Batman Beyond. So Jim Gordon's dead. So we got Commissioner Bar- Barbara Gordon. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. What are your thoughts on those three characters coming into the play? Um, Red Hood makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, only because, again, I'm not going to say too much, but the direction they were going with Jason Todd in uh, season one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you need a villain type after season two. And I'm 100% on board with that. Um, do you do you think they do the costume justice? Uh, they their costumes are pretty spot on. Really, like they're really good. Like whoever the costume department is, they they understand. They mm-hmm. you know they might be fans of the content or whoever's pretty, like someone out there who's working on it understands what fan like they're not straying too much. They're putting their own spin on it a tad, but they're yeah. making it a really good adaptation. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite comic book series, and I know yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, it's it's terrible, but I think it's great. I love I love Titans. Absolutely love season, uh, seasons one and two. And really, the the Red Hood costume is super simple. Yeah, so, it's like, literally a je- it's a leather coat, a bulletproof vest, jeans, and a red biker helmet. Yeah. I mean, I, we've seen perfect cosplays at a Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, you know, the Robin costume is spot on. Yep. Both Robin costumes. Yep. And then the Nightwing. Well, maybe I gave that away, but anyway. Um, Sorry, you see any poster? Nightwing's in there. It's okay. You're fine. But uh, you know they they've they've done really well with the costuming. 
So I I can't I can't see them not getting this right. Yeah. Like I would be very because it is so simple. Because it is so it's so easy. You know, like the the most elaborate costume is probably Hawk and Dove. And yeah. they got them perfect. Yeah. So if you can't get if you can get Hawk and Dove right and can't get Red Hood right, there's a problem. There's some problems. Yeah. Um so Red Hood, hundred percent on board. Um Barbara Gordon makes sense. Yep. Uh if she's Commissioner Gordon, she's a tad older, maybe uh you know, mid twenties, late twenties. I'm thinking probably Nightwing's age. Okay. Uh yeah. Because if she's commissioner, she's not mid twenties. Well, Nightwing has gotta be in his late twenties. Late twenties, early thirties, but like you don't what was she like she was a patrolman at like fourteen? Worked her way up to commissioner? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's maybe it's just like it's like king queen doesn't matter yeah. your parents die you assume <laughs> a position. And then scarecrow, I love scarecrow. Um, depending on the version they take, you you know there's so many different iterations of scarecrow. So um, it's he was a shocker to me. Yeah, because he's popping up in Batwoman season two. Yeah, he 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 was a shocker because Red Hood fits, Barbara Gordon fits Mm -hmm. scarecrow kind of doesn't but you know what death um dr light didn't fit in season two and he worked out perfectly no you know what i mean yeah so i'm i I mean i'm on board for every single one of those characters yeah me too um which brings me to the question who do you fan cast for scarecrow and barbara gordon so uh barbara gordon kind of was easy for me because it was the first actress I thought of in my mind was uh, Jane Levi oh yeah Jane Levy from um, don't don't uh, don't breathe and from Zoe's yeah uh, infinite playlist right yeah yeah she's fantastic um I I think she's she got was my choice really she was my choice and then I changed that changed it she she's got the Barbara Gordon look um, yeah she does and then I tried to go creepy with Scarecrow um I went Bill Skarsgård Oh, it's a big name for this series, but he does TV shows. He did Castle Rock. Yeah, and he's – is he that big though? Like, yeah, he did it. Th- but he's, he's not the biggest of the Scars Guards. He's probably fourth on the list now. No, no. He's bigger than Gustav. I don't know about that. I don't think a lot of people saw Cursed. I think you're just riding high on Cursed. Um, all right, so let's go with mine. Um, I picked somebody a little older than Bill Skarsgård to play Scarecrow. I went with somebody who plays Maniacal very well, somebody who plays Cerebral very well, and someone who knows this demographic. I picked David Tennant. That's way bigger than Bill Skarsgård. But he's huge on the television circuit. Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise. Movie guy. You know what I mean? And he's doing that um, Robert Pattinson, Sebastian Stan, Tom Holland movie on Netflix. I don't know. I mean, I, I love David Tennant. I just... I'd I, be happy with both. Be honest oh, yeah. With you. Definitely. I, I think Scare, I think Scarecrow has to be older and established. Someone around Batman's age. In this, you can't have a bunch of young villains because then it kind of reminds me of Gotham again. Mm-hmm. So I went a little older. For Barbara Gordon, I went with somebody who I haven't seen in a while. Rose Leslie from Game of Thrones. Okay. Egret. So... I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Titans, I need a release date, like ASAP, like yesterday, I need one. 
but um, I'm assuming it's probably going to come in the fall or winter of yeah. this year because we need something. And I don't want to rewatch Swamp Thing on CW because that's assuming that's all we're going to get. All right. Let's go to the, the meat and the potatoes of DC fandom. They talk like 75 movies that they're announcing. Yeah. Um, and, and the first one was Wonder Woman 1984. The only one with a definitive release date. Yeah. October 2nd is coming out in theaters. We're hoping. Uh, we know school's about to start and the beaches are about to close and maybe COVID comes back out of hiding and gets crazier again and it might get pushed back. Who knows? But um, we got a panel that had Patty Jenkins, yep. Gal Gadot, uh, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, and Pedro Pascal and Linda Carter um, yeah. doing her best Lydia from Beetlejuice impression. Uh, but the as in terms of the panel... I thought that the panel was fun. They got to interact with a bunch of fans, uh, some of which that we think are paid for, but that just might be our assumptions because they don't read my questions ever. But as far as the panel, I thought the information that we got was perfectly like a Comic-Con panel. Bunch of fan questions, bunch of jokes, bunch of inside jokes that we're never going to understand because we're not on the cast. Uh, so I thought that that was cool. And then it goes into the trailer, which we'll get into, but... Your thoughts on the panel. What did you think about that little panel that we saw? About 20 minutes long. Um, I The only problem is that's when we were having a lot of lag issues. So yeah. we we did miss some of the panel. Yeah, um, the Linda Carter panel yeah. part. But uh, overall, what I liked is they all generally seem to get along. Yeah. Like they, they seem to have fun with each other. They were, like you said, making inside jokes and palling around like, they seemed like they enjoyed filming. And when I see that, that makes me feel better about a movie because then that shows that it's more fun than work. Yeah. And when you're having fun, you tend to put out your best product. When you're feeling, when, you know, you're hating a project and like uh what was that movie um super mario brothers with bill hoskins and john Leguizamo. they hated doing it and yeah. it showed you know they said they were drunk every day just to get through it and i mean when bob hoskins is playing a plumber i would yeah. be drunk too and you know they they said they hated every second of it and it showed because the movie was so bad but yeah. when when you're having fun when you're having enjoying the people that you're around the the cast, the director, everything, it it seems to reflect in your work. And to me, that gave me a lot of hope that, you know, this movie could be really good because of they seem to put a lot of effort into it and a lot of joy into what they were making. So um, that was really cool. And that was all before we saw the, the footage. Yeah, which, which brings us to the next point is the footage. Uh, we got a pretty long trailer, about two and a half minutes mm-hmm. long. Uh, a lot of humor because of the Chris Pine adapting to present time, wearing the fanny pack. Uh, but a lot of Barbara Minerva, uh, which is uh, what we all wanted to see. We wanted to see – that was one of my big ifs and big needs into this, uh, this going into DC fandom was are we going to see Cheetah? Are we going to get a better look at Cheetah? And it looks like we got, in true Warner Brothers fashion – the full cheetah arc <laughs> yeah we got lonely barbara we got friendly barbara we got a little bit of pedro pascal's maxwell lord and barbara then we get sexy barbara 
part Cheetah Barbara, full Cheetah Barbara. And uh, the two things I'll capitalize on this trailer were I like that we got the the lasso of lightning. Yeah. Uh, where Diana is harnessing her powers and using the lightning as like essentially grappling hooks, which was really cool. But then we get the Cheetah reveal, um, which going into it, I thought was going to look like a Spirit Halloween costume. Um, I was extremely nervous about it. I've seen the Funko Pops. I saw the DC uh statues and stuff and i was like oh this isn't going to be good uh but what we got i was pleasantly surprised it could have been a lot worse um again it was darker so you you really can't see much of her but it looks like she goes full cheetah and uh, i'm okay with it uh what about you what do you what you think about the trailer yeah i thought it was great um the the cheetah the only problem i had and it was just it could be a trick you know trail if the cheetah scenes were a little dark yeah and it was a little hard to see and see how well the CG was at, at points. Um, but the cheetah looked looked really good. You know, it wasn't... We were thinking it was going to be, you know, her in a cheetah outfit with leopard print heels. Yeah. Um, but... It, well, then, then she would just be leopard if she had leopard print yeah. heels. Oh, yeah, cheetah you got to get your cats right. Cheetah, you got to get your big cats right. Cheetah print heels. But it... I I'm really happy with the design of Cheetah. Um, you are not a big fan of Cheetah, and no, not not really. And I remember after the first one, I said Cheetah's going to be in the next one. You're like, no, 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 no. I mean, it makes sense. She's the only definitive Wonder Woman, yeah, villain. So I mean, you just move from gods and goddesses to animal hybrids, which I get it, human humanoid animals. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I think that the the look was pretty good. Um, what are your feelings going into this movie, seeing that it's uh, about a month away? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. The only thing is, is what they said. It doesn't exist outside of the of this movie. Like this is a standalone movie. Um, yeah. You know, it, it really has no connection to any of anything in the DCU because they were talking about like we don't need to do that. We don't need to have these movies, and there's you know they can be coexist on their own. So to me, I'm kind of like, eh. I wish, I I wish it was connected, and but I I, I understand it. The other thing is the Maxwell Lord. To me, there's gotta be something more than just that like maybe he's a bigger character that we don't know i don't oh yeah i think he grants powers so i i i think he's a big mystery um but i am looking forward to seeing the movie it was it my favorite movie trailer of the day no 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 not at all it's it's hard to pick but, but like there's two that really stuck with me yeah um, Probably the same two that you you got stuck with, but it it was it was a good panel. It was good footage. I was happy with the end result of that panel. Yeah, me too. Um, going into the movie, um, it might be a low bar because this will probably be the biggest movie I see this year. And <sighs> the last movie I saw in theaters was Bloodshot. So there, I need a win, and I think that this is going to be it. Uh, you know, you got. New Mutants and Bill and Ted coming out this week, which we're excited for. Hopefully we can see them in a theater or a drive-in. But this is the one I'm really looking forward to. So um, 
I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to kind of resemble the first one because I feel like Wonder Woman's story has evolved, but there's still some things that you got to tie up. Um, in terms of the whole DCEU, the next panel that happened uh, that kind of went in a flash, no pun intended, uh, was said to be the the kickoff to the the restart of the new DCEU because it's Flashpoint is going to create a whole different stories and uh, they didn't really talk about Flashpoint uh, other than we got to see that um, he gets a new suit and that Ben Affleck's coming back but we knew that going into DC fandom so um, I didn't like this panel either it was uh, it it was pre-recorded inside jokes galore Uh, Ezra Miller did some flash facts that were uh, cringeworthy at best uh, the suit better I like that suit better than the, the tactical armor one it makes more sense than the, going into Flashpoint you don't have that tactical armor like how do you you know keep that in a ring so I like the suit Ben Affleck coming back uh, okay so that's like 65 different Batman that we have but um, I'm not mad at it I kind of like Batfleck so we'll, we'll see where we're at what do you think about this whole scenario of the Flash um, the panel was kind of weird. Like, it was a lot of weird facts from Ezra Miller that was obviously that was obviously like written for him that he didn't know, you know. And uh, to me, it was a little weird. Um, they didn't really show or talk about a whole lot. They showed the screenwriter. They talked to her. They showed Annie Muschietti. Talked to him. Yep. That was about it. Um, they show a little bit of footage. They didn't. Did they say Bad Aff- or Ben Affleck at all? Because they just said Batman. They did not. Uh, they said that Batman um, made the Flash's yeah. new suit, and they can't show any footage because this movie hasn't even been shot yet. Yeah. But so, they like the day before they were they confirmed Ben Affleck and they confirmed Michael Keaton. Yeah. So I maybe this you know was filmed before. They officially signed on, but you know they, they didn't. They could have zoomed in though. Yeah, they didn't really talk about any of that. It was just like, here's a picture of the the suit, and it's made by Batman, and it just showed a Batman, and it was a, like a, a a very non. How can I put this? It was it was a concept art. Yeah, picture. but it wasn't like. To me, it was a generic it was, Batman. Yeah, it was a generic Batman because it was kind of like, well, if we can't get Ben Affleck, we might have to get another one. Yeah. And to me, that's what it kind of was like, okay, Batman's in it. Here it is. But we can't talk about who who it is and what's going on. So, And I was kind of, I was really hoping for more of a, a cast. Um, yeah. You know, uh, is Thawne in it? And if, if Thawne is in it, who, who's going to play him? But... They didn't really talk about it. So to me, this panel was kind of lackluster. Yeah, there were three that were extreme, three movie panels that were lackluster. And that's this uh, Aquaman 2 and Shazam 2. Um, we'll, we'll jump ahead to those two because we're talking about lackluster. Um, Aquaman 2 re- just confirmed that Ocean Master is going to be in it. Yeah. Uh, so we don't even need to talk about that. Uh, Shazam, the two takeaways is that we got a name. Fury of the Gods, which could set up Black Adam in the future, which is great. And then we got an addition to the cast with Sinbad being confirmed as part of the show now, uh, part of the movie. So that's really all that was divulged in these. And I get it. Like, they need to bring out all their movies that are announced, but they can't really show anything because COVID. 
there there's there's no shooting of them. So those three, I'll put on the back burner because I don't care about them right now. Yeah, they're not even in production. They're still working on the script. They're still working on the costumes. They're working on casting. Obviously, I'll put them on the back. But I think you know the Batman was a great panel. We'll get to that at the end. But I think this one was my favorite. And I think it's for selfish reasons because we we went crazy on Suicide Squad Instagram posts. Yeah. And it, it resulted in two of the cast members resharing our story, um, Joel Kinnaman liking our post, two other cast members liking our post. So selfishly, I was on a Suicide Squad high. And I still haven't come down because it's all it's the background on my phone now. Um I love James Gunn's movies. I like what he does. I like when he brings in these quirky characters. Um, I thought the panel was super cool. Uh, I was a big fan of the panel. You got to see everybody. You get to see how weird Fula Berg is. Uh, Fula Borg, you get to see how weird he is. And uh, you got to see everybody involved. And then they did the character reveals. And I'm going to go down a list. And we're going to do a full episode on these characters later. But... um, just for people playing along at home, um, Viola Davis is coming back as Amanda Waller. Margot Robbie is coming back as Harley Quinn. Joel Kinnaman's coming back as Rick Flag, And Jai Courtney is coming back as Captain Boomerang. Now, the new additions we got castings for. We got um, characters for. We got Idris Elba, who we thought was Bronze Tiger. He's playing Bloodsport. Alice uh, Braga, who's also in New Mutants, is playing Sol Solaria. Pete Davidson's playing Blackguard. Nathan Fillion's playing TDK, a.k.a. Detachable Kid, a.k.a. Armfall Offboy, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, Michael Rooker's playing Savant. John Cena's playing a butt plug named Peacemaker. Sean Gunn is playing Weasel. David Dashmalshian is playing uh, Polka Dot Man, which we knew. Peter Capaldi's playing The Thinker. Storm Reed is playing Tyla, a.k.a. Bloodsport's daughter. Flula Borg is playing Javelin. Mei Ling Ning is playing Mongol. Joaquim Cosio is playing General Mateo Suarez. Steve Agee is playing King Shark with a possibility of Taika Waititi voicing King Shark. Daniela Mulk- Melchior is playing Ratcatcher. And on IMDb, it says Ratcatcher 2. So I'm a little curious about that. Yeah. And then Maricel Correa is playing Soledado. So with that announcement, what did you think about the character reveals, the artwork, and the footage that we saw. Well, first, again, what I was talking about Wonderman, the panel, like, it was fun. They... Yeah, they played a game. They Yeah, it was a trivia game. And it was, like, was like... Guess who? Yeah, it was like, what member of the movie character got their own title besides Harley Quinn? And I, I didn't know that. And It was, it was Javelin. No, it was Peacemaker. I know. Um, and But it was it was fun. You know, James Gunn was the mediator and had everyone on there. Um, and then they did the character reveal. And some some we knew. We knew Ratcatcher. We knew Peacemaker. We knew Polka Dot Man. We knew Harley Quinn. Um, the And we knew King Shark. The big one was uh, Bloodsport. Yeah, we, it was we, huge. We didn't see that coming at all. Um, I... I know a little bit about Bloodsport. To me, I'm a little surprised they went someone that obscure for Idris Elba. But I get it. It's James. It's James Gunn. Yeah. You know he look. John Cena is playing an Austrian Captain America, essentially. Yeah. Captain Austria. 
with um, Peacemaker. The out of all of the obscure characters, I know of Polka Dot Man. Yeah, me too. And um, TDK, who is, we're assuming it's Farm Armful Off Boy, right? Have we been confirmed? It has not been confirmed, but um, it's it's you know detachable kid is definitely Armful Off Boy. Yeah. Um, if you listen to the podcast, I have been a big advocate of Armful Off Boy for years. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that, finally get him. Yeah, finally got him. Uh, Fantastic. <laughs> so the 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 little teaser reveal trailer was really neat. Um, it was it, it kind of blew us away. We were on our seats the whole time, and then yeah. they said we have footage. Uh, yep. it, it wasn't a trailer. It was more of a behind the scenes with actual footage. Yeah, like a sizzle reel. And it looked great. It, yeah. You know, uh, they described it as a 1970s war movie, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we got to see some of the character, like Michael Rooker with that blonde wig. Oh, that's not even blonde. That's white. Yeah. It looks, he, he's straight. He looks Icelandic. And, and all they kept saying is he's going to die. He's going to die. Yeah. He's going to die. Yeah. They're they're like, I can't believe we casted him. Yeah. Like they were so disgruntled with Michael Rooker. I mean, James Gunn and Michael Rooker are like best friends, right? Like, I mean, obviously they, they done, they do all their movies together and yeah. you can tell like, um, he brought over Steve Agee, who's been Guardians of the Galaxy, his brother, you know, he brings over these characters that are these actors that have done work with him before. And like even some background pl- uh, players are old Ravengers from Guardians of the Galaxy. So he, he did a good job. And like, I was reading like the fan reactions to this and like, Everybody is like over the moon with the artwork, and honestly, I want that as a shirt. That's awesome. Yeah. Like all their little character. Like I'm a, I'm a, a geek for that stuff. I want to see like the little character pictures and bios and stuff like that. I'm a big fan. Um, but a lot of people are like, oh, they're too obscure, and I get it. Like all these people are super obscure, except for like uh, Harley Quinn and King Shark, right? But you're getting James Gunn to do what James Gunn does best. Yeah. If you want. A classic Suicide Squad. They would have went to Zack Snyder. They would have went with David Ayer. And we would have got what we got in the first Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. They're bringing in James Gunn to give fresh blood to f- new characters. And I like that. So, like, with the footage, I thought the footage looked great. Uh, there's a picture that we posted on our Instagram, The Active Geek, that has a shadow silhouette of everybody. Except for one little stumpy little <laughs> character. So, we're going to have to see who that is. Um, I have no idea who it is. You have no idea who it is. But we'll have to get to that. Um based on seeing all this what's your initial reaction going into this movie i am i i was excited when james gunn was done it because he did a great job of gardens of the galaxy yeah he, it, it, and this is what i want you know suicide squad is a odd collection of he heroes not really you know uh villains they're and, bad guys yeah and you know watching a lot of the animated stuff they they kind of get a little bit of everybody when they when they do uh, the Suicide Squad movies, you know we see like Copperhead and King Shark and well we see like Icicle and stuff like that. Um, so it, it was it's cool to see all the odd characters like Volter or not a uh, Javelin. I'm sorry, Volter. Yeah, I mean it, this this lineup is essentially 
every episode that you and I talk about. Yeah. We go for the weird, we go for the obscure, the one-shot characters, and that's what we're getting. So maybe we're a little biased to this. But in my mind, this one fandom for me, and I know everyone likes yeah. Batman, but like this one fandom, and 100%. Batman was great. Now, yeah, um, King Shark, you didn't get to that. I'm surprised. King Shark looks amazing. I, I love King Shark. His This version of King Shark looks exactly like the Harley Quinn version. Yeah. From the animated show. So I heard a lot of people saying Taiko Atiti is going to play King Shark, which would be cool. Yeah. But I would love Ron Funches. Well, Ron Funches makes sense because he voices him on yeah. Harley Quinn. Taiko Atiti makes more sense because he is a half shark uh, son of a Hawaiian god, and Taiko Atiti's got that Polynesian accent. Yeah. Um,. Or so, a New Zealander accent. Yeah, he's New Zealand. But it to me, it would be a lot like Cork. I think his, his portrayal is going to be a lot like Cork. I'm fine with that. Wh- which is great. But I would like to see something. Like I said, if if they had Ron Funches, it would it would be amazing. Um, Maybe they're saving Ron Funches for another vocal character in the universe. I'd be fine with it. But His uh, voice is perfect. He's, oh, he's got a perfect great. voice. But um, one of the best things of the, the trailer was when John Cena said it was described that his character is a douchey Captain America. I was like, perfect. Yeah. I was like, anything with douchey in front of it screams John Cena. I was like, that is the absolute most perfect description for a John Cena character, a douchey Captain America. Yep. Um, but again, like you said, this one won the day for me. It was by far, it was the most fun in a panel that I had. Um, yep. I, I enjoyed every second of it. Like you were saying, Flogleberg or whatever you say his name. Complete weirdo. He's awesome. He's perfect for this it, role. Amazing. He's like James Gunn's best friend now. And uh, the, the fact that... And he's so, like, dry. And what is he, German? I don't even know. Uh, I'm not going to take any guesses, but I believe so. But he... Because the only thing I've ever seen him is was in uh, Pitch Perfect 3. Yeah. But... I think we're going to see a lot more of him. I'd expect him in Guardians 3. <laughs> that would be amazing. But him him as Javelin, like, just everyone hands down. And, like, they showed the, uh, what is it, the um, powers of Polka Dot Man. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. This, like, was, this was a great one. And like I said, we're going to do a lot more. We're going to do a preview episode for this as uh, for sure, uh, we've got three more panels to talk about, and we in our we are in overtime. Bonus minutes. Um, let's talk about the Snyder Cut. We'll do a we'll do a rapid fire on this one panel. We got a lot of Zack Snyder commending the fans. Yes, which was great. Like I I did not expect that. I thought Zack Snyder was going to come up there and say, "You're getting the movie you deserve, not the one that you wanted." Like you know, with Watchmen. But he came out there and he was super supportive. Um, I've changed my tune on Zack Snyder after seeing his reaction in this um, this panel. It's not – I never hated Zack Snyder. I wasn't yeah. a fan of his movies. But of the person, I'm a big fan of Zack Snyder because he was he was very upfront and transparent and very happy to do this. Uh, we've got some – we got flashes to the characters. Um, we got Ezra Miller and Ray Fisher who had quarantine hair uh, 100%. <laughs> And then we got the big news uh, that it's not a movie. It's a four-part anthology of our breakdowns, which uh, not a lot of people are digging. Yeah. 
And I think that's just to make people spend extra money on HBO Max. So you can't get it in one shot. It comes out in like the end of October and then into November or something weird like that. Um, are you a fan of that breakdown? No, not at all. Yeah. Um, I, I, maybe they're thinking, I, I, I think more, it's more of a money thing. Like you're going to have to not just get the seven day subscription. Like you're going to, yeah. they, they want you, need- you to, you know, cause a lot of people, a lot of fans are going one to see it live. And yeah, but we got it for free. We don't care. Yeah, no. But um, I think a lot of you know a lot of people aren't going to want to see it when it all comes out. They're going to see it right up front. Yeah. So I I think you know, in a way, it, it's a money grab. The other issue is they feel maybe n- no one's going to sit through a four hour one sitting. I would hell. Cool. I watched. Yeah. I had a um. What was it? Return of the King. Return of or, the King. Yeah, yep. f- it was four hour and one minute from yeah. the time it started to the the roll of the credits was four hour and one minutes. And me and my buddy Mike watched every second. I mean, we had to do pee breaks and stuff. But um, I, I, you know, a lot of people I think might not sit through it. I would, and honestly, I'm probably going to watch it all, and then eventually watch it all in one sitting. Yeah, uh, I'm going to do the same thing. I mean, I'm not one to say I'm not going to sit through it because I just sat through eight episodes of Lucifer and I watched all of October Faction. So (laughs) I I know movies and I know binging, but I think that this is being put out in four parts is because he's essentially redoing a movie that came out three years ago. So it's it's going to come out, I guess, as he's finishing it. So you're going to get part one when it's finished, part two when it's finished, part three when it's finished. Uh, but what we got out of this, the big thing was the footage. And we see a lot of, like, Zack Snyder shots. We get a lot of artistic shots. We get our first look at Dark Side. We get uh, a, the new look at Steppenwolf. We also get lo- a look at uh, Black Suit Superman. We yeah. get more love for Ray Fisher's character of Cyborg, which was deserving uh, because he is out there just exposing everybody in DC. Jeff Johns and Josh Whedon, if you had a problem with uh, Ray Fisher, you can get it because he is just naming names. But anyway, um, we also got a a character that you and I are playing the guessing game with and Tom and I played the guessing game with, the cloaked figure. It's neither one of the characters we thought it was. Really? So you thought it was Darkseid. I thought it was Steppenwolf. It is neither. It's Desaad. Yeah, I saw that. So we have Desaad confirmed, which is awesome. Uh, That means we might be getting some more new gods, which is super dope. Um, No announcement on Ava's new god movie, but maybe September 12th. What do you think of that footage? Uh, I was blown away. Yeah, me too. It looked great. It looked clean. You know... um, the Desaad, I think, was one of the best things. Like, I mean, he sent three devout geeks on a wild goose chase to figure out who he was. And maybe that's a good thing, or also maybe that's a bad thing, that most of the New Gods character, the Apocalypteans, are going to look the same. Yeah, they all have the same tone. They're all, you know, that gray, gray wash tone. They're very Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, did they announce, because they... I know who's playing Darkseid, but they have not yes, announced Rick. who's voicing him, right? No, it's Ray Porter. He's okay. doing he's doing he's Darkseid. Okay. 
I, I knew he was doing Dark Side. I didn't know if he was also voicing him as well. Yeah, he's he's 100% Dark Side. Okay. Um, I think it looks great. The black suit Superman, I was hoping for a mullet with it. Yeah, Zack Snyder came out and said he was toying with the idea of the mullet and the beard, but he decided to go with that. I mean, I'm fine with it because I love the black suit Superman, but um, the mullet and the beard would have been uh, fantastic. Absolutely. But it... It looks really good, and I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, I mean, this was another win. Um, this was a later-in-the-day panel, uh, deservingly so. This is when people were just getting ready for dinner. Um, I'm a big fan of this one. I'm looking forward to the movie. I know it doesn't change anything in the DCEU, but I do want to see what we were supposed to get, what our money was supposed to pay for, and uh, I'm excited about that. Second-to-last panel, uh, another big one which is going to involve some fan cast, uh, Black Adam. Uh, we got The Rock in a uh, the Kandakian church tunnels, yeah. I guess, um, talking about this the movie and how he's been working on it for 10 years and doing what The Rock does, eating up a lot of time talking. And uh, f- he gave away some good hints. He gave away some characters that he wants to work with. He, he wants Superman to either be his friend or his villain. So maybe teasing a Superman um, cameo in the future. We know that Henry Cavill was rumored to be in this, which was cool. Um, announced that the JSA members are going to be in this. They're forming the JSA, so we kind of get the, the time period of this. Uh, and also Noah Centineo jo- joined the, uh, the panel talking about his workouts. That was like... 20 minutes of bro talk <laughs> they were just like talking about like sandbags and tarmacs and lifting and how hot they were and i was like this is this is what like me and jesse talk about <laughs> yeah and, or it's mainly what i listen to jesse talking about because i'm not working out but um let's go quick quick thoughts on this panel and then let's go into the um the jsa members because I, I i'm curious about these four fan casts uh it's good i i like the panel um, I lot like you said it was in the Kandak temple. Um, yeah. It. I like that it's. I was afraid they were just going to try to make it a modern day thing and like oh we're just going to push it here, but it seems a lot of it's going to be in Kandak. It's going to be a lot of backstory of of how he was oppressed, you know, um, way ago and became Black Adam. So I like that. Um, Announcing the JSA, I think, is huge. Uh, and the characters they brought on, I think, is huge. And they fit. Yeah, um, and we talked about them on part one. Yeah. They so, were some of the characters that I was hoping they would introduce. Uh, two of them, I think, fit 100%. And that is Dr. Fate and Hawkman. Yes. Um, Adam Smasher and Cyclone? Not really. Um, you need Adam Smasher to smash Black Adam. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad they put a, a female character. I want to pick Cyclone. Yeah, but me either. I, I get it. Um, but uh, I I was impressed with the footage. Uh, Boss Logic worked, what was it, with Jim Lee, right? He worked with everybody. He worked yeah. with The Rock and uh, Seven Bucks Entertainment. Like, he's doing, like, all the promo stuff for this. He did all the... The concept art, it was sick. It, it was, uh, you know, he is like, as jealous as he makes me, um, he is dreams come true. Yeah. Um, he had a passion and he's getting noticed and, you know, in the the huge 
world of uh, of the internet and celebrity, he's carved his niche and he's doing great. And if I had Photoshop skills, he would be on the Mount Rushmore of people I would like to try to be like, try to replicate. Yeah. So let's go to the fan casts. Um, the Rock recently came out and said that Hulk Girl is part of the movie, but it's complicated. So I added her on there as a, as a fan casting. So Hawkman, we kind of alluded to who they're looking at, uh, and that's Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, and th- that's who I went with because if they're looking at him, if it fits, it fits. So I went with Alexander Skarsgård. Who'd you go with? See, I didn't because if, and then they also, it was also I heard like a maybe a joke that it would be Ryan Reynolds because they're they're good friends and yeah, I wouldn't be mad at either of those. Okay, at all. Um, I didn't go with either of them because they were already talked about. If it's not one of them, who else would I want? I picked Kevin John Hart. Kri- John Krasinski. Okay. Not Kevin Hart. Not Kevin Hart. All right. Do you think he pops up in this movie? <laughs> I I was thinking that because they're, they're best friends. And yeah. I, I just don't know where he would fit. Yeah, I mean, me either. I didn't think he would fit in Hobbs and Shaw, and look what happened. Yeah. Um, but to I, your point with John Krasinski, um, I like that pick, but selfishly, I don't want that pick. I want him to be Mr. Fantastic, and I feel like this would take him away from Marvel, I, where he belongs. I fully agree. But I could also see DC going, eh. Yeah, snatch him up like, immediately, yeah. Let's let's grab him because, yeah, screw him. You know, I can tell you who it's going to be. It's going to be Tom Cruise. <laughs> they once he comes back from space, it's going to be Tom Cruise. Um, who'd, um, who'd you pick as Doctor Fate? So I went with Kent Nelson, not not the actor, but the the character Kent Nelson. Yes, uh, an older older man. I went with uh, Daniel Craig. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I went with a a younger um, Doctor Fate, and I went with uh, Tom Ellis. <laughs> I think. Listen, he's got that superhero body. For a reason, and that's to play a superhero. And I think just having Dr. Fate with that British accent, not the American accent, but the British accent would be fantastic. And he deserves to be a superhero. Yeah. I. Um, how about. Well, go. real quick, because I was also thinking, because there's different iterations of Dr. Fate. Yes. And, we did a Dr. Fate character yes. bio on our 10 heroes to, to look at. Yes. And it, it's not going to be Fate. Um, that awful oh, no, 90. No. But the newer, the newer version of Dr. Fate is a um, younger Indian descent person. Man. Yes. Um, if they went that route, I think Dev Patel. Dev Patel? Mina Masad? That's the other one I was going to say. Um, yeah. Either of those. I'd rather have Kent Nelson because that's more of the OG. Yeah, um, it, they're starting with the Justice Society of America. And like it's seeming that it's going to be like early 1900s maybe. Yeah. Um, so you're going to get a little older, older grizzled characters. And that's why uh, I went. Me. That's why I went with Daniel Craig. Okay, hit me with Cyclone. Uh, I picked Cyclone, and we talked about Kevin Hart being a friend. And this is another friend of the Rock that he came out and he's worked with her and said, "I went with Karen Gillian." Okay, okay, taking her from Nebula and turning her into Cyclone with the long red hair. Yeah, I don't think I've seen long Karen, long long red haired Karen Gillian since Doctor Who. Um, I went with uh, Annabelle Wallace from The Mummy and Peaky Blinders. 
Okay. I had a Tom Cruise mummy. Okay. Okay. The blonde. Yes. Okay. I had a thing. And then for Hulk girl, who'd you pick? Uh, my girl from Lucifer, Leslie Ann Bryant. Yeah. Um, I picked her too. (laughs) Really? Um, yeah. Leslie Ann Bryant. I, I, I'm a big fan of hers. Um, she, she's South African by way of New Zealand. Uh, she has the Hulk girl look for sure. Mm-hmm. She's an older version. So she would kind of, she's an older actress, not older, but like she's not the young actress. Um, but she would be on par with Alexander Skarsgård's age. If they wanted to go with a younger version, um, I could see Zendaya crushing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like what? I picked an older version with Leslie Ann Brent, and I picked um, Zendaya as my younger version for sure. I I wouldn't be mad at Zendaya. No, and she she needs a superhero role too. I know she's playing MJ in Spider Man, but we don't know how long that's gonna go. Um, and she's crushing it with Euphoria. Um, so I I think that she's on she's definitely on the rise. No surprise there, but she should be a superhero. All right, let's go to the end of the night and the end of this podcast. This long podcast. Um, we're gonna go with the Batman. Yeah. The panel was a lot of Matt Reeves talking, yeah. and I don't think we got a lot of big news out of it other than it's year two Batman. Yes. And year one will be the Gotham PD show. Yeah. So we got that. Uh, from the trailer, we got nobody's really established yet uh, except for Batman and the Riddler. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Let's just let's jump into the trailer because that's going to be the bulk of our conversation. Um, we get our first look at the Riddler, and it's it's very passing. And when I did Galaxy Wars, we talked about the trailer, and I was like, I don't want them to show Paul Dano as the Riddler, but I saw him. He's got like the mask on with the huge goggles. He's taping up that dude's face, saying no more lies. And then here comes Jim Gordon with his awesome mustache. You know, Batman's got his Brotherhood of the Wolf cloak on. And uh, we get to see a little bit of that. But then we see Catwoman. Yeah. We see Richard Kind in the form of uh, Colin Farrell's Penguin. And uh, a lot of people are like, that's not Colin Farrell. If you wanted uh, an ugly-looking dude, you should have cast the cosplayer. Well, the cosplayer is not an actor. Colin Farrell's an actor, and he was cast for the role for a reason. Uh, We get the first look at the Batcave. We get the first look at the bat suit we get the first sound of batman's voice we get the tone we get the darkness we get vengeance uh what is your thoughts on the trailer well what the crazy thing with the trailer is they only shot 30 percent of the movie yeah it's like 25 percent done it's crazy so the crazy thing is like i think the trailer blew me away like it was it was better than i expected i love the tone i love the mm-hmm. darkness of it um and the fact that it's only 30% done. So, like, could you imagine what it would have been like if they shot the whole movie? Yeah, they would have showed the whole movie because like, it's what Warner Brothers does. But We would have seen everything. You know, we we got what I was hoping for. Like, I love the Riddler. And this isn't, this isn't you know, the Riddler, Jim Carrey Riddler. This isn't, uh, you know, the Riddler from... Uh, Batman 66 like or even Gotham like this is a sadistic killer and you know we're not getting the green coat we're not getting the question mark hat he was in a trash bag yeah and he looked like he was trying to sweat the weight off 
So it looks like he is the major villain. Yes. And and I'm full on board with that because it's someone different. Yes, we saw the Jim Carrey version, but you know it's it's not the Joker. Well, I don't need to see another Joker right now. Don't worry, Chuck. We're getting him. Oh, I know we are. Last part of that movie, we're going to see the Joker. Guarantee it. Or at least a hint to the Joker. Yeah, he's going to get a card mailed to him or something. But I, I, I love everything they did with the Riddler. You know, him getting the the card. It says to Batman, and it looked like a child, right? Or someone with a it's very a, dis- a very disturbed person wrote it. You know what I mean? Yeah. With, um, so that was great. Uh, I missed the Penguin at first. When I first yeah. watched the trailer, I didn't see it until everyone was posting stills. And you alluded to something I talked about, and I, I can't I can't take credit for this. It looks exactly like Richard Kind. He does. He really does. And someone was like, well, why won't they just cast Richard Kind? Because Richard Kind can't act like Confer. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so I, I'm full on board with the look because it's, even though I love the Danny DeVito look, that wasn't a, a penguin look that we're used to. That was a new innovative look and I'm, and I was full on board with that. Um, and then, uh, Robin Lord Taylor did great. Yep. But not the penguin I wanted. No. And honestly, we're not getting the Penguin right now. No. Uh, we're getting Oswald. Yeah. We're getting Selena. Uh, we're not getting Selena Catwoman. We're getting uh, – she knows a little Muay Thai, and she's in a, a thrift store suit. Uh, the only established person we're getting is Batman, and we can't even say he's established because it's his second year. He's a sophomore as a hero. Yeah. Um, and he, he's emotional, he's vengeful, he's not doing it for the right purposes. Uh, you know, we get the shot of the the, the people on the street, the street gang, where a lot of people are like, oh, it's long Halloween. Nah, not long Halloween. Um, Matt Reeves came out and said that the inspiration was actually Batman Ego, uh, a very obscure one-shot series that I went back and read right before we, we got onto this episode. And if it's to believe that Batman Ego is where we get the inspiration for this and this isn't spoilers but the main tone of batman ego is that bruce is trying to come to terms with his fear and not letting his fear get over him and this the the beginning of batman ego reminds me of what the tone sets up and i'm not going to spoil that because that kind of sends everything into a spiral so i think that if that's the tone i'm pleasantly happy with that i'm very happy with it and also today they said that barry cohegan is going to be in it as well um from uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer and the Eternals, he's going to be in it as well. So the panel was great, but the trailer was the icing on the cake. Yes. Like that led me to go to sleep so hopeful that the DCEU is back to where it's it's at. And it brings me to a, a kind of a, a question. Where's Marvel? Yeah. What you got, Marvel? Uh, because DC just won the summer. They've yeah. Marvel has been extremely silent. We got no news, no castings, no release dates on Blade, no Kamala Khan casting, no Moon Knight casting. All we get are delays. And for all the money that they have, and everybody loves Marvel, if they would have done this and put this on, we would have been talking about this for a month. Yeah. But DC put this on secretly. It came out. You get a couple commercials for it, and, and they win. So is it fair to say, going into this movie, you are 100% on board, excited, thrilled 
Oh, definitely. I mean, Matt Reeves, I, I like his movies. I, I like the take he did with The Planet of the Apes. Um, the other movie he did was uh, Let Me In. Yep. That that was an underrated, creepy-ass movie. Yep. And he's got this dark tone. And, I, you know, he's he's been working on this for a while. And at first, you know, it was Ben Affleck. And then, you know, Ben Affleck dropped out. And then he came on. And then Ben Affleck dropped out completely. Of, of the movie. Um, and, you know, the Robert Pattinson thing, I'm warming up to. I'm here for it right now. It, uh, after after seeing that two minutes, I'm on board. It, he looked good. He sounded good. Um, you know, it kind of what we said is it's going to be more about the rogues. And and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I really think that um, they, they gave a very, very good supporting cast. Um, one person we didn't see was Alfred. Yeah, I, I, we heard him. Yeah, but um, I want—I do want to see Andy Serkis as Alfred. But they—they they put a together a good supporting cast. Um, you know, I'm really g- glad to see Jeffrey Wright. Uh, I think he's going to kill it as uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, he's—he looked amazing. The mustache is on point. Yeah. He's an awesome actor. Oh. He's probably the best Jim Gordon that we're going to get. I mean, Gary Oldman's great. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Gary Oldman is great. And I love J.K. Simmons. Yeah, but Gary Oldman is great. Yeah. Um, Gary Oldman. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I'm just the whole tone of the trailer blew me away. Uh, We got to see a better version of the Batmobile. Yep. And uh, it looks like it's on crack. It's work on work work in progress. Yeah, work with what you're given with, right? But the the you know the first saw we seen was like, oh, it just looks like a souped up Camaro, and then the freaking thrusters yeah. on the back. It um, looks like Dom Toretto worked on it. Uh, we didn't see any of Carmine Falcone, which not yet. So maybe they didn't even shoot that yet. Um, nope. So I was impressed. And I think the biggest reason I was impressed is because how little it was shot. Like when you have a third of the movie done and put out something that good, to me gives hope like this is a a third of the movie. You haven't even – we haven't even done the two-thirds of it so far. So it's going to be even better. So I I thought we were going to get a scene. I didn't expect a two-minute trailer. Especially when it was shut down like twice during COVID, because yeah. they're not shooting it here; they're shooting it in Scotland, and that got shut down pretty quickly. So I was like, "We're gonna get a rooftop scene with Jim and and uh, Bruce," but we didn't. Like, we got what we got, and I'm gonna say here, um, this is gonna set up Court of the Owls 100. You think so? They had. A, I think. It, quick, I think it needs to. They had a quick scene with some socialites at like a dinner. I think that's gonna set up the Court of the Owls. I, I think they need to go that route. It's such a great storyline that has been untouched. Yeah. In, I mean, okay. We, it's my favorite Batman storyline, 100%. I know. I know, and you got the mask and everything. I'm um, aware of it for our first uh, YouTube series. <laughs> Whole series. But, like, you know, they briefly touched in Gotham, which... No. It it didn't do it justice. It's a, it's nope. a great storyline... That needs to be told. Yep, I agree. Um, I I'm gonna we don't I don't know do we rate comic cons, but I'm gonna say this is a ten out of ten. 
uh, for me. Definitely. 10 out of 10 for you. If you could give your top five panels, what would it be? Oh, top five. God. Or top uh, five go. footage or however you – segment, oh, so let's yeah. call it. So I'll go, I'll go Suicide Squad, The Batman, uh, Black Adam, The Gotham Knights, and I'll go Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Mine would be um, Suicide Squad, The Batman, Snyder Cut, okay. Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, Gotham Knights. So we're five for five. Close. I mean, I didn't pick Black Adam, but... Yes, I, I didn't pick the Snyder Cut. That's a tough one because I actually did see footage. I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll have more time to dissect this. But um, if you've been riding along for the last hour and a half, we truly appreciate <laughs> it. But uh, that's our episode. Um, support all the Active Geek productions like Galaxy Wars every Monday. Support us every Wednesday. Uh, who knows? Maybe an episode on Friday here and there. But we're going to continue to put out great content. Uh, support Chuck on Instagram. Chuck underscore the Active Geek. AG Cosplay on Instagram. Uh, support us on all of social medias and all podcast directories. We're also available on Spotify. So if you have Spotify, check us out there. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, more DC talk, surprisingly. Uh, we're going to review Lucifer. We'll probably potentially talk about um, the New Mutants or Bill and Ted, depending on how our weekends go. And uh, But we're going to do 100% Lucifer content because we've never done a con- uh, an episode on Lucifer. Yeah. So watch all five seasons if you haven't watched any of them. Uh, watch season five, part one, because we're going to spoil it. And check. Uh, come back next week because we got some great stuff. For the Active Geek Podcast, I am Jim. I am Chuck. And we are Vengeance. <laughs>